second favorite podcast that you've never heard of? It's their first favorite podcast they never heard of. The one they click on after this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, this is our first episode on Spotify, or soon to be on Spotify. It might not be yet when this airs on YouTube. But if you want to see some of our other content, check out our YouTube page, Four Gamers, One Couch, on YouTube. Um, but this week, there's only two of us. Myself, Thomas, and my partner in crime to my left, Paul Thomas. Yes. That Say hello to the audience. No. <laughs> hello, um, audience. Audience. All 17 viewers. 17? That's really high. I uh, know. That's a lot. I'm thinking, we, we got like a squirrel. Maybe there's a squirrel in the audience. Yeah, the no. out there. <laughs> it's out there. Right. <laughs> got the dogs in the other room listening. Um, but no, welcome. This is just a uh, our podcast where we bullshit around for 20-30 minutes about video games and movies and TV shows. So welcome. Enjoy. And, um, yeah. So recently, we both finished The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. You got it right the first time. I know. I mess it up all the time. I always like want to say, uh, uh, my girlfriend says, uh, she says, uh, she says, The Winter Falcon and The Soldier. And it always does me through a loop. So the Winter Soldier Falcon, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you binged it in what, like three days? Yeah, I would say after they released the last episode, I watched episodes four, five, and six. Yes. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I think I watched every episode either Friday or Saturday as they aired. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts were on the pacing of the show and everything, and just overall thoughts. Thoughts. I would say, <clears throat> I, I felt like after watching episode one, I was like already pretty into the show. I mm. know um, some of the, the other folks, Francis and Gordon, were kind of like hit or miss on that. Um, and then I, I felt like it built at a, at a good pace. Um, I felt like episodes two, like episode two was kind of a lull, and then episode three was like, okay... And then, obviously, it just kind of built from there. Um, watching the the last couple episodes kind of flow together was nice, just because episodes five was not necessarily a cliffhanger, but you knew something big was going to happen. And right. then going at five, from five into six was nice. Um, overall, no, I, I thought the pace of the show was good. I mm-hmm. felt like, for me, it was obviously extremely political, but we're obviously in a pretty political time at the moment. Um, right. So I felt like, not necessarily like they were trying to capitalize on it, but they were trying to make a statement with it, which right. is, I think, overall is a good thing. And it kind of played in the show. We'll see, obviously, like what happens and mm-hmm. how it kind of holds up in a couple of years. <clears throat> but overall, I would say um, they did do some unexpected twists and turns. Like, I was kind of... Part of me, I was going back and forth with the Falcon, obviously getting the serum versus not getting the serum. Whether I wanted him to have, like, right. like be like a true, like, hey, this is the next Captain America with like all the super hands mm. abilities. But the way they took it and what they're trying to do with it, I'm very interested to see kind of how he's his role is going to be in in the the future, and we can talk about that later. But um, I did find it very interesting that they were just like, all right, no, he's just going to be, he's going to be like the, the good guy and like, he's not going to have any superpowers and that's, right. that's where we're going to leave it. And I think that's, I think that was really smart of them. Cause I kind of thought that for a second too, when, 
when she showed that she had like these are like the last five serums. Right. Obviously, there's gonna be another scientist that makes a serum sometime down the road. Um, but no, I was very. Um, I thought that, that there was gonna be a chance he was gonna get it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, and that's how he becomes Captain America. Then obviously, the U.S. soldier is the one who did it, which makes sense for his character. Not the U.S. soldier, the U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the end, when he kind of has that um, speech that he does with those congressmen. UN nation ambassadors. I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly. What um, you know, I thought that moment was really the shining moment for um, Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I really liked, because I thought the show had some kind of weak points, but as far as the the overall arch of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, I thought they did that really well. Um. But I think as watching as like you know week by week, it felt a little slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. First episode was really good, but then like the second and the third one kind of took a minute to get going. Um, but I think just like I think that's how a lot of these Disney Plus shows are gonna go. Is where if if you sat down and watched the whole thing at once, it's gonna be really really good. Um, but if you kind of just do week by week, it might be a little slow. Right. Um, yeah, and, I mean, you kind of knew it going into this one, though, just because obviously it was supposed to be more about the character building and arc. Um, right. Right, about, uh, oh my, I'm about to say it wrong with how many times it's been said wrong now, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's yes. just like you knew it was going to kind of be about those those characters developing and obviously Falcon developing into Captain America and then just kind of Bucky kind of getting his, I don't know, the not recovering but what's the word I'm looking for redemption kind of, in a bit a little bit of redemption but kind of also finding like his path forward mm-hmm. so I think he didn't really know what to do have they said um, what they're gonna do with uh, the Winter Soldier in the future probably not but well so I mean cause that the ending like obviously he kind of he goes and he um, what's the word I'm looking for he talks to the old man, basically confesses. He's right. just like, hey, like, yeah, uh, your son was killed, and basically I'm the one that did it. And then he goes in, and he sees them dining and eating dinner, or whatever, and then walks off. I'm just like, okay, so... He shows up in Louisiana. Oh, true, he does. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. No, I don't know. So, you know, they, they announced that they're making Captain America 4 with Sam Wilson as Captain America. So I assume... Bucky's going to be in that. Mm-hmm. Before they made that announcement, I was thinking that there'd be a chance that he could show up in the next Black Panther because he is kind of the White Wolf character. Yeah. And I don't know that well the comics, but I think the White Wolf character is like a sidekick to the Black Panther to some know. extent. Um, maybe not. I could be wrong. Um, so I was thinking maybe he could show up there, especially with his ties to Wakanda. Um, but... But I think now with the announcement of this next movie, he's just going to be with um, Sam. And then I think I think it's going to kind of continue in the direction. Like the next movie will probably kind of pick up with a lot of the same characters. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Zemo's in it. Mm-hmm. And he was fantastic. He was. I would say definitely like just the ending that he got when he's just like, hey, like he, he ended up offing the rest of the... Uh, Super soldiers. soldiers, and then you just kind of see him close his book and lay down the bed. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like 
obviously you're not really supposed to like his character, but like his smugness there, I'm just like, okay. You know, it makes, I think, in my opinion, um, watching like uh, Captain America, or not Captain, yeah, Captain America Civil War, probably my least, like it's one of my favorite movies, but probably my least favorite part of it was Zemo. I thought they could have did a little bit better with him. And now finally getting him in this show and getting him to explore his character more. Mm-hmm. I thought really, really opened up. Um, my, I changed my opinion of him. And I really do like him now. And I thought it was kind of funny about how he was like, oh yeah, I'm like a billionaire. I'm like, right. okay. Right. They <laughs> like, haven't like, seized all your assets. We haven't like seen that yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, he's from this really poor country. Right. And then, Billionaire. Okay. Obviously. But, he is a butler. Yeah. I think um, actually one of the highlights of the, the show for me was kind of seeing his and uh, Winter Soldier's reaction to each other, just as they're kind of both struggling a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of seeing that interaction, like even Bucky at the end where he pulls the trigger and doesn't have the bullet, and like obviously Zemo was like, like hey, like, yeah, if you're going to kill me, I'll let you kill me, let you off me. And it was just kind of interesting seeing those character dynamics. Because you never... I feel like any scene with, like, Zemo in it, like, kind of kept you on the edge. Because, like... Like, even with the, the candy with all the children, he's just like... He got his answer. He's just like, don't don't tell them. And he's just like... It's very interesting dynamic. Because he's like... He's not... Uh, like, obviously, he's been portrayed as a bad guy. And not like he was very good. None of his motives were ever very good. No. Um, but he was just like kind of there helping them out mm-hmm. at the same time. And it just was a very interesting dynamic where you're just like, well, is he actually going to be the main villain of the series or what's going to happen here? And he was just content to, to just accomplish what he was trying to do. And then he was just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think. No, yeah. And I think one of the things I really liked was they really, they really honed in on his character's like, moral compass of like all he wants to do is just not let there be secret soldiers right um but I, I did think what was really unique was how when they were they were all they were in that like hotel room whatever they were all like talking about it and about how the serum changes people but then they were all in agreement that it didn't change Steve right and even he agreed to that right and then obviously at the end he kind of tells Bucky like I'm not going to be hunting you right like I'm letting, and it's almost like, I felt like him saying to Bucky, like you are a good person. I'm not going to kill you because I think you are a good human, a good person. So that, and you have to wonder, like, was Zemo's character? Does he actually feel guilt? I I go back and forth maybe. with that in terms of like, because he even brings up, he's just like, yeah, it's like kind of what we did to you is just made you like into a, a killing machine and just mm-hmm. like against your will did all these experiments and whatever else. Does he actually feel guilty? I'm like, well, I don't... Uh, his character is so strange to me that I really don't know if he really feels guilt at all or he's just right. like... Maybe he's letting him... You know, letting him um, fix the mistakes that the Winter Soldier had made. Right? Yeah. So maybe he sees that he's wanting to do that. He's wanting to do good. So he's like, I'll let you do that. Right. But then, even then, at the end, I mean, maybe he had, well, I mean, it's Zemo. It seems like a relatively <laughs> intelligent dude. Maybe even at the end, like, if Bucky would have killed him, he would have been like, all right, Butler, if he kills me, off him. <laughs> maybe. We'll um, never know. We'll never know. Um, one thing I did really like about the show was with Sam Wilson's character, they they focused on a point that we never saw outside of the um, Winter, Captain America Winter Soldier movie. 
where that Sam was like a counselor for veterans. Mm-hmm. And they made that like part of his core character and this like show like they really emphasized it and I was like, that's fantastic. Because I kind of always felt like Sam was a little bit of like just that soldier that followed Captain America around. Right, basically. Who just had wings. But then now getting to have that little bit more identity to his character I thought was like fantastic. And obviously like at the end when he's giving that speech it really played into it a lot. Right. And I thought like like that last, that speech that he gave I just was like, this is... This whole show built to that moment, yeah, and it did it very perfectly. True. Very true. Um, what did you think of um, Elaine's character, Elaine from Seinfeld? I don't know her name. Um, it's like I, Julia D. Something. The fight. I can't say her last name. How dare you not know? I know. I don't know either. In this moment <laughs> of confusion. So her character is supposed to be. I think some people are speculating she's. Um, Mrs. Hydra or Woman of Hydra. Really? I could actually... I Some connection to Hydra. And so she recruits the U.S. agent. And so I kind of had a feeling that... And what I hope is that maybe it's not necessarily Hydra, but maybe it's like just some type of organization that's kind of building their own Avenger group mm-hmm. to kind of do good but then kind of force things in their direction um and i kind of hope they recruit some other like not so good heroes or not so bad villains kind of thing mm-hmm. um because you know the u.s agent he kind of had a little bit of redemption there at the end right where he chose to help the people like obviously they were they, they were trying to show us just like well is he going to help the car or is he going to chase the villain? is he going to help the car or is he going to chase the villain? and so no it was nice being able to see that like not necessarily that he had, like, a redemption arc, but, like, his character has always been, like, kind of gray borderline. Um, right. Like, is he actually going to be the hero? Is he actually going to make the good decision? Or, like, is he going to go after it? Is he going to take it too far? And is he going to kill the guy on the steps with a shield? Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. They gave him his hero moment, and he chose correctly. And, correctly. like you said... Well, I mean, yeah. He could <laughs> let those people fall, and I thought that was what they were going to do. Right. And so I was kind of, I was actually surprised by that. Um, and I think as well, seeing, um, and then seeing him at the end, be kind of, you know, stepping into this U.S. agent role and working with this woman. I wonder if, like, down the line, if, if he's just not going to, because obviously she's evil. She's not a good person. And so she's going to, whether it's him or a group of people, make them do some not so good things and like kind of trick them into doing these things. So I'm wondering if he'll be the one in that group of the other bad people, if it's a group that will like turn on her. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I could see that it would be interesting. Cause I know there's like, I don't, I'm not going to say that they anti Avengers. I don't know exactly what they're going to call the, the group to be perfectly honest. Right. I'd be curious. I want to do more research there, but I would be it would be kind of cool like if he was like the figurehead of that like kind of alternate group. Um, I know people obviously have discussed like scroll invasion. They're still talking about it. Um, in the secret of, invasion. Yeah, they're making it. Well, so I know they're making. Well, is that the next Captain Marvel movie? No, um, I don't know what the next Captain Marvel movie is about. Secret, the Secret Invasion is a Disney Plus series, and Amelia Clark is in it. 
Daenerys. I had no idea. They just announced it like the other day. No, no idea. Um, yeah, I heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's interesting is um, it's a Disney Plus series, so I don't even know who like the main characters are, but I'm just gonna guess that it's going to build off of like how a lot of um, a lot of the kind of like what we saw in oh what was that movie Spider Man mm-hmm. um, that a lot of the like there's gonna be like a lot of scroll scrolls 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 oh um, a lot of those <laughs> uh, ship changing people aliens. Um, are like infiltrated in the U.S., but I'm wondering if they're going to portray them as bad or as good because they're good at the moment. True, um, but I know obviously it, it's been like hailed as like, hey, they they basically will impersonate, take the person and impersonate them, and that's what like the se- scroll invasion, secret invasion, whatever it's called, is supposedly about, right? Is they take the the so. place of like extremely prominent. Um, just figures that are just around the world and even some of the superheroes um, and they're just like hey surprise they actually mm-hmm. want your planet right and I'm wondering ooh this would be cool if if there's like a sect of these scrolls that are bad and so you kind of have like this civil war of them on earth fighting over like control over earth but like secretly yeah maybe mm-hmm. Um, that'd be very, very interesting. And I'm curious if Familiar Clark's character will be a scroll. She probably will be. I'm actually kind of excited that um, they are doing some more of the Disney Plus shows. Like, obviously movies are great. And there's a time and place for movies where it's just like, hey, like, if they... I'm not going to say turned it into, like, the crescendo or more towards the, the, like, the prominent set pieces of the movies. But it is nice to have Disney Plus in terms of, like, hey, you can actually sit down you can go a little bit more in depth into these characters and go to these situations that you would probably normally cut from a movie right right and see a little bit more and so even though there is a bit more downtime it is nice to just kind of be able to spend more time with the characters mm-hmm. that you were like actually invested in no so. i agree because like if they just would have made a captain america 4 with sam wilson the arc that we saw would have been 20 minutes of that two and a half hour movie right instead of getting you know about four hours of content there to watch it. Right. And so, yeah, I totally agree. And I think, I think that's what they're going to be doing. I think they're going to like either introduce some new characters, like give you like kind of the, um, uh, what's the, like the, the characters beginning. Oh, um, um, origin story. Sure. Um, the origin story of a lot of these characters and then maybe just like some transition stuff. So I don't want to say it's going to be filler, but I think that's what it's going to kind of be as the overall story goes. Like I think the movies will be the main points, but you're not going to get a lot more of those like quick recaps of what happened between movies right? where you have to make the assumption it's just going to be, oh, it's a Disney Plus show. Because they're doing, so next one's Loki, and for the trailer is he's working with this time government people, protectors. Yeah, I'm sure they're fixing a name, the timeline. Interesting. And I'm almost guaranteeing betting that he fixes everything, but then he tweaks it a little bit so he gets to come back a lot. Obviously. But he's also going to have the same character arc that his character had in Ragnarok because he. I'm sure they're going to show you like all of his like um, 
like his old memories that he's gonna watch it he's gonna kind of like have that same arc mm-hmm. so I don't think he's gonna come out of it being a villain maybe he will I kind of hope he does like I'm, I'm okay with Loki being a villain like he rides the borderline of like hey being a good guy being a villain like I'm okay like he's the supposed to be the I don't know if he's the god of mischief but or yeah, what his exact, yeah. t- exact title is but but I'm just like I'm okay with him being borderline like Oh, he comes oh, out as a yeah. good guy. I'm like, I'd like yes. him to kind of come off and just mess with people and be I like, mean, I'm on my throne. He did, like, <laughs> attack New York and kill a bunch of people. That didn't happen. <laughs> I think it would just be interesting because he had such, like, a... what well, I guess what the right word is. Like, he had such a good character arc because he was this villain. And then he chose to be good for his brother. And he chose to be good when he could have easily sided with the bad people and sacrificed his life. And it, you know, he and I thought that was such a good character ending for him. And then now he's coming back. And so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Like if they actually continue him being good or a gray area or just pure evil. Yeah. It'll be interesting. He's not gonna be pure evil, but, pure evil. but yeah. um, who knows, maybe he'll they'll It'll be his last hurrah, and they'll like fix the timeline and be like, "All right, I accept my death." So, a couple questions about it. Um, so, there's kind of like a scene where it looks like he's on some type of planet. Have you seen the trailer? No, I okay. haven't. Well, okay. spoiler for spoiler me. the trailer for him. It looks like he's he's talking to a girl in a black suit with red hair, and she's sitting like. What looks to be like um, uh, some type of like space planet, similar to the one that Black Widow jumped off of and died. So people are speculating. So, right. I think they showed it in the trailer, and I'm like, then it's probably not what we think it is. Probably not. Um, and then, so I'm building up to something here. And then they also showed that um, uh, Loki jumps out of a plane. And he goes, brother Heimdall, hope you're ready. And he jumps out, and the the Bifrost catches him and takes him. And so I'm curious with you. All of these shows have had like some type of like um, cameo in it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I'm curious with you. Like, do you think either of those two characters will be in the Loki show, or do you think there will be a, a, a different one? I mean, if he's if it's truly him fixing the timeline, I guess I could see. Black Widow being in it, to be perfectly honest, but then you just get like a special little cameo, like a little outro, whatever, um, for her character, and maybe that's just like, hey, this is like a nice little, like, hey, like you get to come back after falling to your death, and that's it. Well, she has her movie. It's true, she does have her movie <laughs> coming out, but that's that's technically a prequel too. True. So it's just like uh, maybe a little bit more of like a for the fans that are like huge fans of um, Black Widow maybe it'll be like a little bit more of a uh, I don't know not necessarily nicer ending but more of just like a little what's the word I'm looking for like a send off yes yeah, basically just like a nicer send off for her character rather um, than just getting the axe so my theory is behind it is and this is just kind of a play off of what we've um, kind of heard about when they were filming that last scene with Black Widow and Hawkeye where I think leading up to like the days upcoming to it, they didn't really know who was going to die just yet. And so my guess is that we're seeing an alternate timeline where 
Hawkeye was the one who jumped. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see Loki talk to Black Widow, and she doesn't want to leave to go back. Mm-hmm. And I bet he motivates her to go back because he sees her like truly like broken. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I think that'd be a cool thing, but um, fully speculative. And I doubt they would have if she was in it. I doubt they would have showed it in the trailer. My guess is it's some type of like, um, like he's either hallucinating or he's being tricked into thinking he's seeing her. And so I think it'll be one of those things you'll see her from behind and she'll turn and be a different face and be like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, They've already done that with Quicksilver. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. That was more of a, a dick joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so uh, as we wrap it up here, Real quick, at least it's talking about Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Whatever. What did you. <laughs> uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, so we have two shows now from Marvel, and which one do you think was better? Which one do I think was better? Yes. I liked both, but I think for me, just because Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier, maybe, maybe I'm just bland and I just like more of a straightforward. Not necessarily straightforward, but more just like a traditional Marvel movie. Um, that was a little bit more like a traditional Marvel movie. Um, I definitely enjoyed like the, the the twists for sure in WandaVision, but I just felt like, I don't know, I was just a little bit more invested. Like WandaVision's like intro, I still struggle with. Like I, I still struggle with episodes. the first couple episodes that I'm just like, eh. It's, it's genre bending. It's still very good, and I, I still think it's very good. But I did like the more traditional approach to right. what they did with um, Falcon the Winter Soldier. So, so I think for me, um, first time watching Wandavision, I think I liked that more than the Falcon Winter Soldier, just mm-hmm. because every episode you're like, oh, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen? What's happening here? You made all these different guesses and theories, and you were wrong most of the time. Um, but I think if like if I was gonna go back and rewatch any of these in a year or two, I think watching Falcon Winter Soldier will hold up better, because just getting to see that character arc will be better than just kind of you already know the mystery, right? So now you when you watch those older episodes in WandaVision, right? It's not going to be as much of like oh when you're looking for like every little clue to figure out. You're like oh I already I already know it. All right. What happens? Um, but I will say, at least with WandaVision. I do think that show, like the out, the impact of that show, like the outcome of it, has a bigger impact on the rest of the storyline than what like Falcon Winter Soldier did, like the overall arching MCU storyline. Maybe because I think she's going into that gray area too, and maybe they'll get recruited. Maybe she'll be part of the. Uh... I see. I don't see her being part of that because she's kind of like anti-government anti-establishment I mean she's living in a cabin in the middle of some country bringing back her dead kids yeah but at the, will be older at the t- kids who will be older and they'll have their own superpowers and they'll, they'll be, be part of the adventures that are probably a little bit better not that those kids were bad but I mean alright Tom geez sorry it's so harsh part of the little kids apparently child actors he has this child actor you're gonna watch this and be so mad it's gonna change their 
that's gonna really affect them yeah, sure. this episode. You're probably gonna send Marvel a <laughs> clip of you and just like this is how child actors oh, should actually be. Like Tom, you're like almost thirty years old. Like <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Oh my god, you said that. That made me like like tighten up and like stress. Anxiety went through the roof. Oh boy. You're almost thirty two though. Oh, I know. God, old man over old here. Why are we doing that? Because <laughs> you asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and this was the final episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so um you want to talk about Mortal Kombat real quick do we want to talk about Mortal Kombat what was your favorite kill what was my favorite spoilers. kill spoilers spoilers um you know I was kind of hoping that that the lead up to the like that the Bihan that Sub-Zero was just like and I get totally like destroyed I mean I I don't know that I'd necessarily have a favorite kill, but I do know that when that guy's hat started spinning in the sand, I was like, is this really about to happen? <laughs> and it did. <laughs> that was the most... Um, oh, Mortal Kombat uh, fatality in the whole movie. I wouldn't say that, because... Okay, so, like, one... I know that they wanted to go for, like, obviously the first fatality had to be super shocking. And so that's, obviously, they they were just like, we're just going to just cut this lady in half, basically. And I was right. like, ah, okay. But I don't know if you know, but when Jax was fighting the dude with the hammer, when he was punching him in the face, he, like, you know how in Mortal Kombat, like, when the fatalities, like, you, like, go to push the buttons, they, like, kind of sway? Like, he was... They were on the bridge, and he's, like, swaying. I'm just like, wait, is this actually happening right now? <laughs> that was the most Mortal Kombat moment. Like, that fight was the most Mortal Kombat fight we had. Um, yeah, probably. I'm and I was sure. fine with them not all, like, lining up 1v1 the whole time. I was kind of happy to see some, like, group fighting. Um, but I think... I mean, yeah, but that, that, like, fatality he does is he just, like, claps his hands on his head, right? And blood splatters it, and he's like, yeah, these are worth it, or these are nice, or something. Which, I mean, obviously, that's what I would say, too. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's the, it's gotta be the hat spinning one, right? Yeah. I think that was the... And then, obviously, like, the hat comes back on, it's <laughs> coated in blood on the entire yes, rib, uh, and he's like, Flaw. what did Flawless, he say? Flawless fatality. Yeah, or something. Something Stupid, like that. but... Because <laughs> she didn't touch him. Like, I don't know how I feel about that being, like, so corny, though. Like, every time somebody died, they're just like, oh, just, like, said some type of finish. I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, when Kano ripped out the guy's heart, he's like, Kano wins. I'm just like, am I watching this right now? Like, is this actually happening? <laughs> right. But see, I wish they would dive a little bit more into it. Like, they should, like knowing what type of movie they were making. Sure. And you kind of got that with, like, how many of, like, Kano's quirks one-liners were in it. Mm -hmm. That they were like, uh, let's have a little extra, a few more of these to make it, like, a little bit more fun. I think I think what they need to do, if they make another one, which I hope they do, is they need to get another big, a big-name actor. Whether, like, someone like Ryan Reynolds or The Rock. The Rock would be tough, because he would want a lot more screen time. Um... But they need to get a big name actor to get a little bit more money. But just did you see the other guys? <laughs> what do you mean? The other guys? With the oh, rock the other guys. The yes, other guys. The other Ooh, guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that was pre the Rock being like the Rock. That's one of the very few movies that he dies in. Do you know that? He doesn't die in very many movies. Well, obviously he's the Rock, Tom. Right. 
Well, he actually, when he signs on to do movies, a lot of things in his, main, in his contract I've heard, sorry, I got hiccups, um, is that he does not want to lose in fights or like be killed. Interesting. Because his he wants his like he doesn't his, want his image to his, be a losing image. He wants his image to be the the winner. They can't, you know. Obviously, I'm the Rock. Right, but it's clearly working. <laughs> He's the biggest actor on the planet right now. He owns half of the. He owns the, not the NFL, but the CFL or XFL. Oh gosh, that. You know, he owns that. Um, he's. Uh, he's probably going to be running for president here soon. Interesting. Have you heard that? No. Nope. So a lot of people want him to. There was a poll done on like a lot of people, and like forty-four percent of the people said that they would vote for him if he ran for president. Makes sense. And he did like a joke thing about it, like he, last year for the Super Bowl, where he had his running mate Oprah for a commercial in the Super Bowl, mm. and they just like ran on the treadmill, and that was like just a be healthy thing. But he kept calling her her running his running right, mate, yeah. and I'm like, if they ran together. They could probably win the popular vote. Because <laughs> who doesn't like The Rock? <laughs> but he has to at least have Ryan Reynolds be like, um, oh, some type of role. Like, do a couple speeches with him. Because um, they're doing a movie together, and I'm excited for that. They are? Yeah. Didn't even know Those that. two and uh, one woman, Gail, G- Gail Godot. I don't know her name. Um, it's called like Red. It's on Netflix. It's gonna be on Netflix. It should be pretty good. Hmm. Anything The Rock does is good. It's entertaining. Yes, entertaining, good. Yeah. Juicy. Um, we could do a whole episode on him. Yeah, I was about to say you turned a podcast that was like originally that. about. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Crap. Going back, I think I think if they got a big name actor to come play like a smaller role in Mortal Kombat movie, and just to kind of help like bring like his presence to the movie and just like help bring up the quality of the movie mm-hmm. I think would be good yeah no I do agree but because it's like you said Rock makes pretty much every movie entertaining for the most part for sure right I'm trying to think of like a bad movie that I've seen The Rock in I don't know it doesn't exist it really doesn't even like the kid <laughs> movies he did are good oh I know like I'm trying to think of the the one that uh, my niece was watching but she literally watched it every night and she was like in love with the so rock. he did the he did the the football one yep that's the one I'm thinking of, you think of? but I can't think of what it's a good called. movie yeah no I know I remember watching it my so. only complaint was he should have been linebacker and not quarterback eh, yeah he's too big for quarterback <laughs> it's the rock he can play um, yeah then he he did um travel traveling to the center of the earth movie I'm trying to remember that one um now we're just talking about rock movies I know um, but so it was, uh, uh, it was a, um, Brandon Fraser did the first one and then he did a sequel, which was really weird. I think that's when Brandon Fraser like disappeared from Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know who that is. Brandon so. Fraser's the guy from the mummy. Oh yes. Right. He did disappear from Hollywood. Just he, I mean the mummy movies are fantastic. Are they? So, like, let's put it this way. Um, you had the Mummy movies that he did, right? And then they were, like, years later, they are like, all right, let's reboot the series with, I don't know, like, one of the biggest actors out there, like Tom Cruise, and that sucked because it wasn't as good. I wouldn't know because I didn't watch either of them, right. so. Oh, well. 
<laughs> the Mud movies are good. I mean, they're bad, but they're good, right? You're asking somebody who's yeah, never seen, seen them, so just agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I work. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Well, I, audience, do you think the movie Mummy movies were good? Click that know. like button if you did. Click the subscribe button if you didn't. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end it. Yep. Because um, <laughs> we're going off the rails. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching. Um, and uh, check back in next week for next week's episode. Yep. Have a good week. Peace.